Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for listening today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 31. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. Gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then those... Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when do we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry, and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty? or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did and not help you. And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you are refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. Verses 31 to 46, Matthew chapter 25. Lord, thank you for the privilege, the wonderful, blessed privilege we have of knowing we're a part of your family. Thank you, Father, for how that in your mercy, your loving kindness, and your grace, you came to the world, you lived, you died on the cross, and rose again from the dead. You made a way for us to be saved, and you drew us off the road to hell onto the road to eternal life to be able to spend eternity with you. Thank you for bringing us into a new relationship with you and one another. Empower us, Lord, to live more and more the lifestyle you've called us to, a lifestyle of compassion, a lifestyle of mercy, a lifestyle of grace, a lifestyle full of ministry where we're reaching out to a hurting world all around us every day. Empower us to be, by the power of your Spirit, the compassionate church, your hands and feet in the world you've called us to be and help us to live that out faithfully every single day. We confess often we've not loved you or each other as we should have. We confess these to you by faith, repent of them. Forgive us, Lord. Fill us anew with your spirit and stir us to be the people of compassion. You have called us to be fully. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Isaac Jackson. Isaac is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. 
Hey love, thank you so much for these moments and thank you so much for being love. Thank you so much for being life. Thank you so much for giving us everything that we have. And thank you for offering us everything we could never earn and we could never deserve. Thank you so much for Jesus. And just like Pastor Joseph was saying, Father, I am so thankful that you loved us first, that you loved us while we were beat up on the side of the road. And Father, I ask that you'd grow us in maturity, you'd grow us in strength, that you'd empower us to love as you've loved us. In your holy name, amen. 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 Thank you, Isaac. And want to remind our listeners once again, uh, some of the truths that we're looking at this being Sanctity of Human Life Month is that abortion is the leading cause of death in the U.S. and the world, and over 65 million babies' lives have been tragically taken since Roe v. Wade. And sadly, with the abortion pill accounting for over 50% of all abortions, babies' lives are at even greater risk. Well, in the midst of this awful tragedy, we're grateful that we here at American Family Radio are partnering with a great ministry called Preborn, partnering to help moms choose life, and our goal is to help save at least 4,500 babies this week through this project. Uh, just uh, to answer the question, if you're wondering, well, what exactly is the ministry Preborn? Preborn is the direct is directly working against the tragic abortion industry in this regard. It's the largest provider of free ultrasound machines in the U.S. And, of course, it's through the use of ultrasound machines that a mom can see her baby on the ultrasound and hear the heartbeat. And typically a baby's chance at life amongst abortion-minded women can be literally doubled. Uh, Preborn, again, is a great ministry. It's a national ministry. Since 2007, Preborn has partnered with pregnancy clinics in the highest abortion cities and regions across the U.S., and they help provide life-saving ultrasounds to many, many. And I want to remind our listeners, the Pregnancy Pregnancy Care and Hope Center Ministry, the ministry that my wife and I had the privilege of founding, help, helping to found that's operating in the Mississippi Delta today, our beautiful ultrasound machine was given to us by the ministry Preborn, and it's being used in the in ministering to precious young moms in the Mississippi Delta today. Well, these clinics help provide mothers who choose life with maternity, uh, uh, with, with with maternity items, baby clothes, diapers, car seats, counseling, and much more. And also, these services are often provided, well, are typically provided free of charge to up to two years of assistance. If you'd like to help us this week as we partner with Preborn to raise enough to help uh, provide a certain, at least a certain number of free ultrasounds, we're inviting every listener to do just that. Your gift of $28 helps provide one woman seeking an abortion one free ultrasound, giving the mom the opportunity to choose life for her baby and herself as well. $140 provides five free ultrasound sessions, reaching five women with the message of life. If you'd like to get involved, please give us a call. The number to call is 1-877-616-2396. Again, that's 1-877-616-2396. Or you can go online to donate to this work this week. AFR.net. Again, that's AFR.net. We do hope that you'll prayerfully get involved with supporting the great work and ministry of Preborn. We're very honored to have with us as our phone guest two precious ladies, individuals that are part of a great ministry found in Texas 
called the Justice Foundation. We have with us today Attorney Mary Brown of the Justice Foundation and Tracy Reynolds of the Justice Foundation as well. Mary and Tracy, how are you all today? Very good, Pastor Joseph. All right. Yes, I am blessed and just blessed to be on your program today. All right. We're honored to have you all as well. And uh, I want to mention that you know, the Justice Foundation is, uh, I would say, one of my favorite pro-life ministries out there in view of all the great work that you all have done down through the years. And Attorney Alan Parker has such a big heart for the Lord and for the life issue as well. Uh, before, I, I, I want to give each of you the opportunity to introduce yourselves, but I want to briefly share a letter that we've, it's a letter that uh, we placed on our AFA stand, which is our uh uh, blog stand here at AFA, but it's called the Dear Parent Letter, and it's about a resource that you all provide on your website. So I'm going to come back and let you introduce yourselves after I share this letter, and it's entitled The Dear Parent Letter. She called out of the blue. My parents have scheduled me to get an abortion. The abortion is scheduled for tomorrow. I want to keep my baby. Can you help me? Shay, quote unquote, was 17. Still in high school, still very much dependent on and under the care of her dad and mom, and Shay was desperate. How she got our phone number, why she chose to call us, how she was funneled to us, we just know it was just the sovereign hand of God. Uh, And the Holy Spirit directed her apparently to me. She called and was crying out for help. She lived in another state, literally across the nation from where our ministry, the American Family Association, is located here in Tupelo, Mississippi. Well, what could we do? In considering her situation, many people in our country do not realize that it is against the law for anyone, a parent, a guardian, or a boyfriend, or even a husband, to try to force or coerce a woman to get an abortion against her will. If a mother is carrying a baby, whether she's 14 years old or 34 years old and wants to have her baby, it's against the law for anyone to try to force or coerce her to abort her precious baby. The law is clearly on the mother's side, no matter how young she might be. We immediately emailed Shay a copy of the Dear Parent Letter the same day. And again, the Dear Parent Letter is a great resource found on the website of the Justice Foundation. We had her cell phone number, so the following day, after not hearing from her right away, we called her back. Uh, We wanted to just see how things had gone and check up on her. Shay answered the phone the following day. She stated that she and her mom were at the abortion clinic at that very moment. Her mom had brought her. I thought to myself, why didn't you show your mom the letter before you went to the clinic? But I didn't share my thoughts with Shay. I encouraged her to still show her the dear parent letter, and we ended our conversation. Later in the day, Shay called back. I listened to her share the story of how her day went. She said, we didn't get an abortion. I showed mom and the people at the abortion clinic the letter. The clinic workers let us know that they could not do the abortion legally in view of my not wanting to have an abortion. Mom wasn't happy, but the abortion didn't happen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. She went on to say, they did an ultrasound on me. We found out that I was carrying twins. Praise God. The Holy Spirit used the courage of a young lady in this simple letter, the dear parent letter, that day to save not just one, but two babies. I would encourage every single reader to do this and do it today. Uh, Go to the Justice Foundation's website and download the Dear Parent Letter. Get a copy of it, read it, then read it again, then pray and ask the Lord to show you where he'd have you share this letter. 
You might be led to share it at your local high school or middle school to the counselors there, or maybe to post it, have your youth director at your church post it. Many people, many parents, pastors, youth pastors, high school principals, and high school counselors just don't know the law in this matter. It's also true that many pregnancy clinic employees sometimes, sometimes sidewalk counselors, don't know the law on this particular issue. Finally, many persons in law enforcement don't even know the law in this particular matter. I would encourage you to pray about who you should send a copy of the letter to and then send it out to just maybe at least a dozen people or more who you know are in strategic places. If you do this, the Lord will use you to save the lives of babies, maybe many babies. Would you consider doing this? We hope and trust that you will. Again, the title of the article, The Dear Parent Letter. If you want to get a copy, simply email us, joseph at afr.net. Well, I'm going to ask Mary if you'll introduce yourself and, and then Tracy. And if we happen to run into the break, we'll just pick up on the other side. But Mary, if you'll go ahead and introduce yourself, please. Thank you, Pastor Joseph. Yes, my name is Mary Browning, and I am working with the Justice Foundation. I am an attorney, and I have worked for several years now with the Justice Foundation on briefs that, uh, on behalf of life that have been filed in the U.S. Supreme Court and, and other courts across the country. And that has been a real privilege for me, and I've learned a lot. One group of uh, people we represent in some of those briefs are women that have been hurt by abortion. I am one of those women, so it fuels my passion related to this subject matter. Mm. And when you mentioned uh, in the Dear Parent letter and making sure young people know they, they really can't be forced to have an abortion, it really underscored for me that in the work that I'm doing also with the Justice Foundation now as legal advisor to Operation Outcry Witnesses, that I'm learning that more and more people are pressured, maybe not forced, but at least pressured. Mm. Let's say over half of the women. Mary, I'm gonna have to jump I, I'm gonna have to jump in right here. We're gonna pick up right there on the other side of the break. Our phone guests today okay. are Mary Brown and Tracy Reynolds of the Justice Foundation. We'll be right back.
Music of Amanda Lindsay Cook with Still. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guests today are Attorney Mary Brown and Tracy Reynolds, both of the wonderful ministry, the Justice Foundation. Mary, if you'll pick up, and uh, you were going to finish introducing yourself, and then Tracy will follow you there, okay? Can you hear us, Mary? All right, Tracy, Tracy, are you there? Uh, We may have lost her there. Well, Tracy, if you'll go ahead and introduce yourself, and hopefully we'll pick up uh, Mary in just a moment again. Absolutely. Well, my name is Tracy Reynolds, and I have worked with the Justice Foundation since 2005. And it's such a divine appointment that you read that um, reaction to the Dear Parent letter today, because my title is Director of Communication and Training for the Center Against Forced Abortion. And that's the center where all these letters come from. Um, we developed it starting in 2010. And uh, we can, part of our mission is to train pregnancy centers, like you said, school counselors. Um, we have letters that address students. It's called the Dear Students Letter, and we partner with Students for Life. And it's just an amazing um, thing that you actually read that letter because we know that these letters and tools have saved um thousands of babies. We also do provide Zoom training for pregnancy resource centers and for um, students to on how to use these letters, and we give them testimonies like you just heard um, from what Pastor Joseph read. So it's just ironic that, um, that you covered this today. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to ask Tracy, would you take time now to pray for our listeners to really be listening and have ears to hear whatever the Lord would have them to hear and receive through the broadcast today. Um, Yes. So, Heavenly Father, we just pray for anyone who's listening to this broadcast today. Maybe you've been forced to have an abortion. Maybe you're pregnant and deciding what to do. But we just pray right now that that you will be touched by this broadcast. And later on in the broadcast, we'll give numbers for our national helpline where you can call and talk with someone and pray with someone and know that even if you have had an abortion, there is hope and healing through abortion recovery programs. If you haven't, we encourage you to visit a pregnancy center, as Pastor Joseph mentioned, um, that can give you all your options, um, do an ultrasound, and just really um, counsel you. So we just lift all of you up in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All righty. Well, Tracy, uh, while we're trying to uh, get Mary back, uh, I'm going to ask if you'll go ahead and share a little bit more about specifically what you do and whatever was on your heart to share with us today. Yes, absolutely. So um, I, as I say, worked with the Justice Foundation, uh, not only on the Center Against Forced Abortion, but also with our other ministry called Operation Outcry, which Mary was getting into, which is women um, like myself who've been through abortion, um, who want to speak out to share the truth that abortion hurts women. And even though um, Roe v. Wade was reversed by the Dobbs case, abortion is still legal in many states. And so there are some states that are actually trying to do ballot initiatives to make it um, legal, you know, in their state constitutionally, if you will. And so we are really trying to, um, one, um, collect declarations, which are our legally admissible evidence that abortion hurts women. And we use those, for example, in the Dobbs case 
Dobbs case and other cases that go before the Supreme Court, we also use them in legislative efforts. So part of our mission this year is to collect more declarations from women hurt by abortion. Um, we also are going to be, and Mary's going to talk about this when she comes back, be um, doing a brief, what's called an amicus brief, to the um, Supreme Court in the FDA case, and that's all about the chemical abortion or the abortion pill. And we've seen just devastating um, results from women taking the pill unsupervised without understanding the consequences. So those are some of the things that we're working on. And I know when we get Mary back, she's going to, she's going to talk about that. And then a little bit later, I'm going to talk about um, hope and healing that's available through abortion recovery. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let me ask you this too, Tracy. Um, you, if I understood correctly, part of what you said is you have lots and lots of testimonies of women who clearly let it be known that they were hurt by abortion. Is that right? Yes, yes. Okay. And we have over um, about 5,000. We're trying to collect up to 10,000. Mm-hmm. And they're legally admissible testimonies. Um, the declaration <sighs> form is on our website, which is operationoutcry.org. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a great thing to do if you don't want to speak out, you're shy, you don't want to do anything publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, we do keep the, the um, personal information confidential. So right. a woman can use her first name or initial and then answer the questions on the form. And then those forms are used, as I mentioned, in court cases, such as the one coming up with the FDA and also in legislative efforts. Okay. And so, like, are those written testimonies? Are they video testimonies? And what form they are, are they uh, written testimonies. Yeah, written sworn te- written testimonies. <laughs> so could people go online to read some of those testimonies then? Um, you know, they can't read those testimonies per se, okay. um, but they can read other testimonies on our website. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those testimonies, the Justice Foundation keeps them and will just give them out to um, states or courts, you know, as, as appropriate. And again, we redact what we call redact all the personal information. So it's right. just the answers to the questions. But right. on our website, we do have testimonies and videos of women hurt by abortion. Right. That they and, can look at. and it's literally been, did you say thousands of women that have shared those testimonies? Yes, correct. Okay. And you know, Tracy, that's such a powerful thing to recognize that many, many women clearly want it to be known that they were hurt by abortion, that it didn't help them, but it really hurt them. And the fact that they're willing to share their testimonies is a courageous thing and a good thing because the Holy Spirit can use that testimony to help others understand the truth behind the tragedy that abortion destroys the life of a baby and can do great damage to the life of the mom and her family as well. So thank you for sharing that. So uh, I believe Mary is back with Mary. Are you there now? Yes, I am. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Not sure what happened there. We lost you though. But if you'll pick up where you left off as you sharing more about uh, yourself and what was on your heart to share as well. Ah. Well, I, as I mentioned, I'm now legal advisor to Operation Outcry Witnesses. And as Tracy might have mentioned, Operation Outcry is the gathering and the collection of the statements and the declarations of, of people hurt by abortion. And as, those statements are so powerful because they are the firsthand witness testimony. We're seeing very powerful testimonies coming through about the abortion pill. And now that we have the FDA case before the U.S. Supreme Court, I will be working on that with others, the brief that we'll be filing or the briefs that we may be filing in the U.S. Supreme Court 
And we'd love to have more testimonies, more declarations of women that have taken the abortion pill and what their experience was with that, because we have heard a number of uh, very tragic and difficult situations that women experience as they are taking the abortion pills and going through the process of the baby being killed and then being expelled from the woman. Um, I will mention a little bit about my own story. I was 18, and my um, recently married when my when we discovered and I was and we discovered shortly before we married that I was pregnant and the father did not want the baby and he suggested we abort the baby and I don't believe I would have thought of it on my own but once he mentioned it I did not have the courage to really face go home and face my parents and my community by myself and I want to mention that because I think uh, statistics now show that if a woman has support for her pregnancy and her baby, she's much more likely to carry her baby than have an abortion. So I think that's true for myself. I don't want to excuse my participation in this in any way, but I do want to encourage those that are coming in contact with people that have newly learned of being pregnant, that they may be able to play a very powerful role by being supportive to that person, letting them know they're there for them and walk walk this uh, road with them. So I thank you for giving me that chance to tell that my story, Pastor Joseph. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, Mary, would you take time now to pray for women that might find themselves in a similar situation that you were in when you were at that point in your life, as well as pray for listeners who maybe God is stirring them to do more, uh, probably he is stirring them, wanting to do more. But would you pray for those women and just for our listeners otherwise as well? I would love to pray for them. I want to pray for those who've had abortions that may not have really taken a look at that or dealt with the pain that has caused them. And I want to pray for the women that have that are newly discovering that they are with child and uh, sort of feel like they're in the in a place of they might be considering not carrying their baby to term. Okay. Lord, I just lift these people up to you, and I say yes and amen to the plans and purposes you have for each of these people. I ask that you give both of these categories of people courage to face the future with you and to know they can grab the hold of their baby, grab the hand of their baby, and move forward. I don't literally necessarily, but I just mean that this is not a problem that cannot be overcome. I ask you to open their eyes that they might see. For those that have been harmed by abortion in their past, I ask that you would lead them to seek out healing because there is help and healing for women that have had, had participated in abortion and for men as well that they could lay that burden at the foot of the cross and they can run in freedom of knowing the forgiveness that is available to Jesus Christ because Jesus took all of our sins to the cross. But that is the sin that we confess and lay down at his feet. So I just ask for those that are hurting in the aftermath of having participated in or having experienced abortion, that they would find the courage to face their own fear 
of coming out of out of the shadows of shame and really running into the light by getting getting help and getting healing for that pain. And for the woman that, like I, was facing an unexpected pregnancy and may not have the support she had hoped to have in her life for that, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would hover over her, that you would let her know that she is not alone, and that you would bring into her path others that would walk alongside her in this journey. I ask that you would lead her to places where she could find hope and help in her process as well. Lord, let her lead her to a pregnancy help center, lead her to a door with open arms for her and her baby, and let her know that if she's not able or not in a position to actually care for her baby once her baby is here, that she has very good options on the other side that involve her baby being able to live, even if she cannot be the one that raises her baby. I pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. And Father, to thank you, Father, for your church, and thank you for the privilege we, your people, have of being your hands and feet in the world. And Lord, help us all to grow an understanding of how much of each, how much of an opportunity and responsibility we have to use our influence to help stand for life. Help us to know that as individuals, as parents, we can encourage our children and other young people to do the right thing. We can, in love, speak out so that others can know your word and will in all kinds of settings. Help us, Lord, as the church to recognize that through preaching and teaching, we can, in love, boldly preach and teach truth as it relates to the life issue so that people will know what's right. And, Lord, help us to use our influence for good in so many different ways because we do have that opportunity. And we're vessels of your Holy Spirit who always knows what to do. Help us to be available for vessels, vessels through which your Spirit can reach to point people in the right direction, to counsel them, to encourage them in the right way, and help us to seek to be used mightily by the Holy Spirit to do just that. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 Well, uh, just Mary and Tracy, uh, we're coming up on a break in just a few more moments. So, but I want to be sure that we try to cover the the things that were on your hearts to share today. Too, any uh, what things or call to action would you encourage listeners? What are some things you'd like to encourage listeners to do to help get involved with the work of the Justice Foundation to support the, the Justice Foundation or to pray for the Justice Foundation? Well, Pastor Joseph, um, first of all, just commenting on what Mary said in terms of her story, um, so many times when the boyfriend or husband isn't supportive and, and is sort of subtly pressuring maybe the girl to have an abortion, um, it ends up being a problem in their marriage. Either they never talk about it again, but there's still some resentment on the part of the woman, or a lot of times it can even lead to divorce because um, they don't talk about it and, and she's um, resentful. Tracy, and, I'm gonna um, have, because she just I'm going to have to jump in right there, so. and we'll pick up right there on the other side of the break. Uh, once again, our phone guests are Mary Brown and Tracy Reynolds of the Justice Foundation. We'll be right back.
Music of Lincoln Brewster with more than amazing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guests today are Mary Brown and Tracy Reynolds, both of the Justice Foundation, a great legal pro-life ministry that's doing great work in the kingdom of God. Tracy, if you'll pick up where you left off before we went into the break, please. Oh, yeah, and and I think I kind of finished my thought there, but just uh, um, the other thing I would say about women in Mary's situation um, who have been even subtly pressured to have an abortion, some women realize that they're um, feeling lots of feelings and, and want to get help right away, especially now with the chemical abortion pill. Other women like Mary and myself wait years and just suppress the feelings that they had about their abortion. And so whether you've recently had an abortion or whether it's been 40 years ago, there is hope and healing available through abortion recovery programs across the country. Um, I happen to work with one called Rachel's Vineyard, also forgiven and set free. Um, one's a weekend retreat, one's a Bible study, but there are several abortion recovery programs out there. And in order to find one in your area, you can call our helpline, which is 866-482-LIFE, 866-482-5433. And there will be someone that will answer the phone that has had abortion uh, in their past, and they will listen to you, they'll pray with you, and they will refer you to an abortion recovery program in your area. And that's the first step, is to get that hope and healing. Um, one of the things that you also experience in abortion recovery is you separate the abortion from the baby. And so during the the um, Bible study or retreat, you actually have the opportunity at the end to have a memorial service and honor the life of that baby, um, give that baby honor and dignity. And a lot of times you actually experience seeing maybe the face of what that baby was, whether it's a boy or a girl. Um, we had someone, for example, who went through it. She had had three abortions, and she never really got the idea about the baby. She, you know, felt badly about the abortions, but never pictured them as babies. And for the first time, she actually named her babies pictured her babies and and saw them as, as part of what God revealed to her in heaven, playing with Jesus. And that is just so, 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 so powerful. And uh, she's now on one of the teams that I work with, and she um, loves that particular exercise where, you know, she gets to see how people react to understanding, um, again, the difference between the the sin and the baby. Right, right. Well, Tracy, would it be accurate to say then that you, you would suggest that Every single person, man or woman, who's gone down the road of abortion would be wise to go through one of these post-abortive Bible studies or uh, or healing sessions. Is that right? 
Absolutely, yes. Because you might feel like you've been healed, you may have prayed by God, you may have confessed, um, you may feel forgiven, but there's, it's like, I call it, it's like an onion. There's always other layers of the onion. And so I think it's so important. A lot of times they don't understand why they're going, and then they go through one of those abortion recovery programs and say, wow, I, I didn't realize how much I was still carrying around. And so it's, um, it's you know, really um, will give you peace and forgiveness and help you learn how to understand what your decision was and forgive yourself. And mm-hmm. then you're in a position where you can do some of the things that Mary's going to talk about, which is completing a declaration or speaking out or whatever. Not everybody's called to that, but there are lots of women that are called to that. Mm. And of course, and tell me if this is correct too, like sadly, often men either are coercing their wife or girlfriend to get an abortion or paid for it or had a hand in it. So men should prayerfully look at going through them as well, as well as women, right? Absolutely. And it's great when couples go through it, especially if the couple was were both involved in the abortion. It really is healing for their re- marriage or relationship. And so, mm. for example, with um, certain retreats, couples are encouraged to come, such as um, Rachel's Vineyard, and they get so much healing. And the guy actually gets to understand hey, this isn't just my wife's issue. Look at all these other ladies hurting because their man maybe didn't stand behind them. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay then. Okay, well, um, would you, uh, basically, would you uh, say to, well, uh, if someone wants to get in touch with you and go ahead and get plugged into one of those, basically, would they call you, just go on the website to get contact? How can they get in touch with you? Well, there's a couple ways. Um, there is a website um, called optionline.org, which they can go through a pregnancy resource center um, and maybe get plugged into abortion recovery. Um, but there's also, as I mentioned, the National Helpline, which is associated with the Justice Foundation. And it's 866-482-LIFE or 866-482-5433. And again, they can talk with someone and they will be referred to abortion recovery programs in their particular area. Mm -hmm. Okay. Would you take a moment now specifically to pray for the church, for the church to get involved with helping to support and encourage these types of uh, Bible studies, these types of sessions that really are healing tools that the Holy Spirit uses in the lives of people? So, Heavenly Father, we know that lots of churches have had testimonies of women hurt by abortion and maybe even have their own abortion recovery in their church. We pray that more pastors have the conviction and courage to talk about abortion recovery and to either partner with a local abortion recovery or possibly start one in their church. And we just recommend that that um, that they understand and that they give women the opportunity to to share and to have someone to talk to within the church. And so we pray that they're more and more open to this. We also pray, as as I know Mary's going to cover, as some of these states are trying to put initiatives on the ballot to make abortion legal in their state, we pray that the church speaks out against that and that they talk about all the women hurt by abortion, especially now with the abortion pill, how critical it is that we do not make it so easy, um, especially unsupervised, Lord, so that we have more um, more deaths, not only from from children, but but parents as well, the mothers. So, Lord, we just lift all this up, and we just ask the churches to be active and to have courage to allow women to give their testimonies about how abortion hurts women. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tracy. Well, Mary, uh, in this last segment, I uh, wanted to give you the opportunity to share further uh, some of the further about the work that you do and what you're encouraging, how you're encouraging believers to get involved and be supportive of that work. It is so powerful to be able to lend your voice in the battle. If, if you, like me, would like to lend your voice in the battle, to let people know what I consider to be the rest of the story, you can go to operationoutcry.org. And at the top of that page, there will be an opportunity to, for you to fill out your own declaration to let people know how abortion has hurt you. I learned that it is very common for women that have had abortions to have addiction problems, to have ideas of suicide, to have alcohol challenges, to have relationship challenges, which is what my uh, I have had in my life, I've had relationship challenges. There are some people that have depression. There's just a variety. There's uh, certain medical conditions that there can be a link to abortion. They're looking into breast cancer and other kinds of cancers. So I would really encourage you to be honest with your medical professional if you're a woman that has abortion in her past and consider whether or not it's time to lend your voice to, to this cause. I invite you to do that. And you can do that, as Tracy mentioned earlier, anonymously or in any, or you can use your full name. We will not use your name unless you have given us that permission. So I do ask you, invite you to join us in the fight. It is so very important because particularly as abortion is categorized as a, as a choice for women and as a as healthcare, and I am coming to the conclusion that it is really neither, that a lot of times the choice is made by someone else, and the, that it's really not healthcare because the purpose and the point of it is to kill the life of another child. If there's time, I'd love to talk about the spark of light. When the, uh, at the time of uh, conception, when the egg and the and the sperm come together, there is actually a spark of light. And at that moment, all the components necessary to be a fully and complete human being exist except for uh, water, air, love, and nutrition. And so that was something that I learned. So in the way in which God is the way and the truth and the light, I pray that his Imago Dei would be, uh, would be, is reflected in the lives that we as women birth in our wombs, hold in our wombs, and that we have an opportunity to carry into the world. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, our time is just about gone. Uh, uh, Mary and or Tracy would share one more time. If someone is interested in getting involved or plugging into any aspect of what each of you have mentioned, tell them again how they can get in touch with the Justice Foundation and or get in touch with one of you and how, how they can make that connection. Uh, well, the Justice Foundation is available at thejusticefoundation.org, and there are different ways of connecting with us there, and particularly if you are a person, man or woman, that has abortion in your past, you can log on to operationoutcry.org and lend your voice in the battle, operationoutcry.org, 
There's a place there for the declaration to be signed. And there's also opportunities for help and healing. There's phone helplines on that website, as well as opportunities to connect with healing and restoration programs, many of which are actually free to the participant. Okay. All right. And the, again, the declaration is actually the opportunity for the woman to share how she feels that abortion has hurt her. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. All righty. Well, thank you so much again, Mary and Tracy, for being with us. And I'm hoping that every single listener will take the time to go to the, the Justice Foundation website. Again, the Justice Foundation is a great ministry led by Attorney Alan Parker, but a great ministry that's doing great work in standing boldly for life and against abortion. And I would I would ask every listener, pray much for the ministry of the Justice Foundation and prayerfully consider supporting the ministry financially as well as with your prayers, because again, they do so many things at no cost to help so many people. So please prayerfully consider supporting them with your finances as well as with your prayers. As we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you've never made the very, very important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life, today is a great day to make that very important decision. If you'd like to do that, would you from your heart pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much. that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, now I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, again, we're wanting to connect with you. If you prayed that prayer and committed your life to the Lord, we'd like very much to be in touch with you by way of email. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And we would look forward to sharing with you literature that will help you to begin to grow strong in your new connection and relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want to get a copy of the the article we shared, the Dear Parent Letter, same email, joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to get it to you. A good resource for you to have and to share with others in strategic ways in the kingdom of God. Mary and Tracy, thank you all so much for being with us today. Share your website one more time if one, when someone wants to find out more about the Justice Foundation. The Justice Foundation. Um, the, the Justice Foundation. Sorry, Mary. Um, the Justice and then Mary the OperationOutcry.org for the All declaration. Right. Thank you so much. Be blessed. Have a good day. Thank you. Be blessed. 
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.